We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We do welcome you into the program here on a Wednesday night. Have you for the next two hours, taking you till 8 o'clock this evening. Want to join us? You can do so by calling or texting 314 436 7900. 314 436 7900. You can tweet at me at Matt Pauly on air. We've got a jam packed couple hours. A couple guests coming up uh, this hour. Brendan Schaefer, who uh, does sports talk uh, in Columbia and also uh, contributes to uh, KMOV.com covering the Cardinals, will join us. And uh, former Major League pitcher uh, Tom. House is going to join us at about 6.35. He is a mechanics guru when it comes to pitching. And we're having him on because of what Adam Wainwright tweeted out earlier today. We'll jump right in. This was a tweet from Adam Wainwright. Quote, Want to clear a few things up as I didn't pitch like I wanted to down the stretch and feel the need to explain. On August 28th, I was hit in the knee by a comebacker against Atlanta. Without knowing it, after that game, my stride length got shorter by almost a foot. Timing was thrown. That had never been a problem for me in the past. My stride length had always been very consistent. Because my timing was so badly off, my front arm started to try and create power by pulling. And when that happens, you just pull yourself off target. Front side pulling, back arching, head leaning, all new things for me that weren't normal fixes. It's why I want to be able to generate any power with my uh, with my arm. Fortunately, we got it fixed on one adjustment at a time, but the season was over. Let me say this. It's my fault. I didn't stay diligent enough with my film work to catch it immediately. It wasn't something I had struggled with before. The zip and crispness to my stuff returned as soon as we locked in on the problem. What I was attributing to dead arm was an awful delivery. 
The end of the season should have been way different for me, and who knows what happens if I'm sharp down the stretch. I feel terrible about it. You all deserve better. My team deserved better. I owed an explanation. So there you go. Go Cardinals. We're going to spend a lot of time on that today. Uh, first off, before I go any further, like how great is Adam Wainwright? How great is Adam Wainwright that he would send that tweet out? I think he does a couple things there. Uh, first off, creates content for people like me. Like this is This is great stuff to be able to talk about. But most pitchers out there, most athletes out there, like whatever version of this that could happen to any athlete, most athletes are not going to share that in an extensive Twitter thread the way Adam Wainwright did. Nothing bad happens to him by sharing that information. There's, But most athletes just would not want to do it. Now, do you want to share that kind of information right in the middle of you dealing with it? Yeah, probably not. That's that's probably not something, you, you know, you just, you, you, you try to get it fixed and then you can talk about it later on. But I just, I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool and I wish more athletes were as open about things as Adam Wainwright is here. And we live in a world right now where it used to be if you were an athlete, if you were a coach, the only way you could get messages out is by being interviewed on a radio show or being interviewed in a newspaper and being quoted or somehow going on TV. We don't live in that world anymore. We live in a world with social media. We live in a world where something like the Players' Tribune, where athletes no longer need media members and journalists to help uh, disperse any message that they want to send out. So any athlete can use whatever social media platform they want to be able to directly speak with fans. And for Wainwright to do that and say that and explain that, like, I think it's pretty cool. Now, the problem with all this is we don't know. We don't know if it's true. Like, and, and let me, let me, <laughs> let me pause on that because I'm not calling him a liar. When I say we don't know if it's true, what I'm really saying is we don't know if that was, if all that is fixed, we don't have a final outing from him where it was all fixed to see the fruits of the labor to kind of confirm that indeed that issue that he's speaking about is the issue that he was dealing with for the final month of the season. There's no reason not to believe it, but at the same time, I think you would have felt a whole lot more comfortable if you would have seen him pitch just one time after fixing all those things. And it looked more the way he looked for the entire season up until the month of September. So, yeah, we're going to get into this, and uh, we're going to get deep into it. Uh, Coming up in uh, our next segment, uh, again, uh, as mentioned to you, we are going to uh, have our first guest of the show as uh, Brendan Schaefer is going to uh, join us to uh, talk all things Cardinals baseball. And then Tom House will join us later on in the hour as well. It's Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. We're back with more in a moment on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Open Line does it continue here on a Wednesday night. My name is Matt Pauley. We continue to be in our Cardinals postmortem, and then we also get a little more new information today with Adam Wainwright, a Twitter thread kind of explaining why he thinks he was not overly effective over the final month plus of the season. To talk all things Cardinals baseball, we welcome in a guy who uh, hosts the big show on KTGR Radio uh, in Columbia, also uh, covers the Cardinals and writes about them for uh, KMOV. Uh, He joins us right now. He is uh, Brendan Schaefer. Hey, Brendan, thanks for uh, the time. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, what was your initial reaction to the Adam Wainwright uh, tweet thread today? You know, I read that as a guy who's got some unfinished business on the mound. This is a guy who, yes, he cares very much about his craft, and he wants to be able to explain when things aren't going well. But what's really the point of doing all that if you don't, in your next breath, think, I want to go back out there again and prove that all this is true, that I had this little issue, but I've resolved it, and I can be the guy that I was for the majority of the season again in 2023. Wainwright's gone through this season where there wasn't the R word. He wasn't talking about retirement and said he was going to decide at the end of the year. And then Saturday after the loss, he said he thinks that uh, this is something that could be resolved pretty soon. We're going to know one way or the other. So I just feel like all the signs are pointing to Wainwright wanting to potentially come back for one more year and prove himself again to the fans in St. Louis. Yeah, I thought the same thing even beforehand. His comments after the game on Saturday where he said it didn't sit real well with him, that he doesn't pitch in the postseason, and then went on to say you could take that one of two ways, that I have unfinished business or that you know maybe it's time to call it quits. You don't say that. You don't make that statement. It doesn't sit poorly with you that you don't pitch unless you want to keep pitching, right? Yeah, that's just the way Adam Wainwright is, right? As a competitor, he's always been the guy who, if he's not closing out the World Series in 2006, he's always taken the ball for those big games for the Cardinals 
in October. And to go through a whole series, granted, it was a best two out of three, a little different than what we typically see. But to go through a whole series and not get a chance to pitch for Wainwright, that's got to be something that stings for him. And he knows in the back of his mind, too, if it had been for a better performance down the stretch, he wouldn't have been in that scenario. They would have found a way to get him the ball in one of the first two games when elimination was potentially on the line. So I think he's taken all that into account. And, yes, he's got a lot else to consider. He's got a family to consider, and he knows at some point that's going to be his full-time job, right? But for right now, Adam Wainwright showed in 2022 that he's still got plenty left in the tank. And if it's true, this little weirdness that happened at the end of the year with his stride length caused him to not have the effectiveness that he's accustomed to, I feel like he's got to want to go out there and prove that again. So I agree with you, Matt. Everything that we've heard from him since that game ended on Saturday night indicates to me that he wants to be back for one more ride. There seems to be two schools of thought on the postseason failure. One is that it's baseball, it's random, it's a best-of-three series. Uh, You can't take much away from it other than the fact that the Cardinals season is over. And then the other side is maybe there are bigger problems and you go back through the last few years and the lack of success in the postseason and it all kind of adds up to something. Do you you sit in one of those two categories? I mean, honestly, I sit in a place where this year did feel different to me in that the Cardinals had really come out as a slugging offense throughout the season. And that was sort of the thing that carried them. Fifth in OPS in baseball, tied for fifth in run scored throughout the regular season. I think it came down to a few flukish things that happened at the end. Like, to me, the offense was where you wanted it to be to have a long, sustained run in October. John Moselock fixed the starting rotation like he needed to at the deadline to set themselves up for that position. But then when you got to October, you have two of the top four hitters in the National League in OPS throughout the season, Goldschmidt and Arenado, and those guys just happen to not hit. They go one for 15 in the series, 0 for 8 with 5Ks on the elimination day, and suddenly you're done. The other flukish thing that happened is the Ryan Helsley injury. Ryan Helsley was infallible the entire season, and then you draw up a pitching plan that has him as a focal point on Friday, and it just doesn't work out due to that injury. Like, you can narrow it down to a few little things like that and say, man, if that had gone differently, the Cardinals would still be playing. I think if that's the case, I can't look at the whole team and say, oh, there's this big issue that they've got to fix. Like there are improvements to be made for sure. But I think they went in with the plan that was pretty plausibly going to work. And then for a couple different reasons, it just didn't happen. And yeah, sometimes that is baseball. So that's sort of my lean because they did win the division and they did take steps forward this year compared to where they had been just sort of sneaking into the playoffs the past couple of seasons. We are still really, really early in the off season, but we obviously know this team is going to look Pretty different moving forward with no Yadier Molina. Obviously, Albert Pujols was back for just uh, the one year, but he is, his bat was so important in the second half of the season. Uh, there are guys, young guys, who seem like they're ready to take a step forward, but it's always a challenge to completely rely on that. What do you want to see the Cardinals do this offseason in terms of possibly bringing players in from the outside? Well, I think the players from the outside that you're going to look to bring in, you probably start internally and ask, okay, the guys that are departing, do we want any of them back? I think the answer for Wainwright should be a yes for the team. Even if they don't expect him to be penciled into one of their five starting spots, we learn every February or March in spring training that you always got to come in with more than five in your starting rotation. So Adam Wainwright's built up that credibility to where I feel like the Cardinals, if he wants to be back, they ought to bring him back. The other guy that I would look to is Jose Quintana. I mean, he was their game one starter. He was their best pitcher down the stretch, had an ERA below one since September 1st. That guy is a perfect Cardinal. Wainwright said when he arrived that 
uh, it was kind of a what took you so long to get here. Felt for years that Jose Quintana would be a very good fit for this clubhouse. And so I think the Cardinals bringing him back would set up their rotation a little stronger. Wainwright would kind of be that sixth name uh, under contract if they were to bring both those guys back. And I think that would be a good place to start. The bullpen looks like it's uh, pretty good, but relievers can be fickle, so you always want to look for additions there uh, where you can. I think that DH spot is honestly a spot that the Cardinals should look to fill with one more big bat. Granted, if it weren't for the Albert Pujols situation, I don't think they would have been content to just have a strict DH. They like guys with flexibility defensively, but I think one big bat that can fit into the puzzle with where the rest of the guys are would maybe be a target this offseason for sure. I, I want to talk a little Mizzou football before I let you go, since you're you're on in Columbia, you're talking to Mizzou fans every day. Look, I the two wins this year against Louisiana Tech and Abilene Christian – They've yeah. played their last two games tough. You know, they, you can find some impressive things in that Georgia loss. They, they play Florida tough. They should have beat Auburn. Um, but like, but what does that really mean at this point? Like, either I just don't know. I, I'm having a hard time asking this question because I don't even know how to grasp this Missouri team right now. It's really frustrating, Matt. And we, we did letter grades for the first half of the season on our show today, and I couldn't find any reason to give the Tigers a better grade than a D. Because at year three of Eli Drinkwitz's tenure, this should be the part of the, the, the time where you're winning these big close games. And the fact that they haven't been able to find a way three weeks in a row in close SEC contests to get it done, I'm not going to hold the Georgia one against them. Nobody expected you to be in that. And you played a really good game. That There's credit to be had there. But when you're sitting and staring down a two and four record, because at Auburn, you miss a field goal or you fumble on the one yard line, take your pick for the reason they lost that game. And then the Florida game, Brady Cook just throws two inexplicable picks that turned into a 10-point swing overall. It probably cost you the game. It's really frustrating. I think Mizzou is the same team that they would be if they were 4-2 and two right now. Like, it's the same players, but you have to look at the results at this point. There's room for it to improve, but I still feel like anything less than bowl eligibility is going to be a big disappointment in year three for Eli Drinkwitz, especially after the great recruiting class they brought in last year. Uh, You haven't maybe gotten the most out of that class just yet, but at some point you do have to show it on the field as as much fun as it is to say, well, we played them close. That's not really the way it it counts in the SEC. Do you feel like fans, maybe even boosters, are starting to turn on Drinkwitz? You know, I think it's a little, I mean, fans, maybe it just depends on the game, right? Like I see games where I'm like, drink, what are you doing? But <laughs> I think as far as boosters go in terms of like a, a hot seat, I don't think that's necessarily the concern yet. Now this season could really go off the rails and, and that could become the conversation. Uh, but for me, I still feel like there's a good foundation being built here. Like the defense under Blake Baker has been really improved this year for Mizzou. It's more on the offensive side that things need to get fixed, but that's supposed to be drinks area of expertise, right? He didn't hire a separate offensive coordinator. He's the play caller. He's the guy who handpicked the quarterback went out in the off season, trying to find a transfer to perhaps replace Brady cook and, and couldn't find anybody to, to take the gig. And so now they're here with cook. They've got Sam Horn. They've got other guys in that quarterback room, but I feel like, Drink's okay for now, but if they can't get that quarterback thing figured out once and for all before 2023, that might be when you really start to hear those talks about maybe a hot seat for the head coach. All right, so let's assume they beat Vanderbilt. Let's assume they beat New Mexico State. The other four games, South Carolina, who's coming off an impressive win, Kentucky, Tennessee, two ranked teams, and Arkansas, a team that has been ranked much of the year. Do they have a couple wins in those four games to get bowl eligible? I'm going to maybe be the ultimate optimist in saying this, but I think that they do because South Carolina's win over Kentucky doesn't impress me all that much because Kentucky was without their star quarterback, Will Levis, 
And so I just don't think that South Carolina is necessarily all that good despite that win. So Mizzou could win that game. Going to be a little tough. But also, with the way that they played against Georgia in Columbia, Missouri, I feel like that Kentucky game and that Arkansas game can't be written off entirely. Like, if you play at home as well as you did against Georgia, those games are both potentially winnable. So it's going to be definitely by a couple of upsets it'll have to happen. I don't think they'll be favored in any of those last four games that you named, Matt, but I feel like they have the ability based on the way they played defensively. You take a little bit of a step forward offensively. I still see six wins on the table, but I will acknowledge fully that that is an optimistic take based on what we've seen in their ability or inability rather to close games this season. He is Burton Schaefer writes about the Cardinals for uh, KMOV. You can hear him in Columbia on uh, KTGR. Brennan, great to talk to you. Really enjoyed this. Hopefully we can do it again. Absolutely, Matt. Anytime. Thank you. There's Brendan Shea for joining us here on Sports Open Line. Appreciate him taking a few moments with us. When we return, we hear from former Major League pitcher Tom House, who now works with pitchers and other athletes who have uh, mechanics in their arm. What does he think about the uh, Adam Wainwright tweet today? We'll get into that coming up in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. You bet. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. So earlier today, Adam Wainwright sent out a Twitter thread where he went, he did a deep dive on the issues that were uh, resulting in him not being as effective in the final month plus of the season. It all got started when he was hit by a comebacker. Then he said his stride length got shorter. Uh, That resulted in front side pulling, back arching, and head leaning, all kinds of things that are part of pitching mechanics. I'm not one to break those down, so let's bring in somebody who has been referred to as the father of modern pitching mechanics. He is uh, Tom House, a former major league pitcher, has done a lot of uh, pitching, uh, coaching, and also coaching other athletes when it comes to uh, mechanical adjustments like football players, quarterbacks specifically. Uh, We welcome uh, Tom House onto the program. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom House. Tom, thanks so much. It's an honor to speak with you. How are you? My pleasure, Matt. Well, you did your homework on me. I got to hang around you more often. <laughs> uh, we 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 try. Um, I, the the Adam Wainwright thing today. I, I don't know how much you were able to look at kind of his explanation for uh, what we were calling in the media dead arm. He said it was kind of all these things that were, were going wrong. Was that a pretty legitimate explanation? Like, do you see that explanation and go, "Yep, that makes sense." Well, yeah, he, he actually gave the explanation that goes on with virtually every pitcher that is a long-term, either in-season or career pitcher. And uh, what, he, what he mentioned is his intuitive feel and understanding, but it's also been quantified, uh, you know, measured, and the algorithms prove out exactly what he was talking about. Without getting too deep, there's there's three kinds of velocity. There's real, perceived, and effective velocity. 
Real velocity is what the, the radar gun says. Perceived velocity is for every one foot of distance you can get closer to home plate with your release point, it's three miles an hour in perceived velocity. And then there's effective velocity, which salty veterans like Adam and Yachty have figured out how to do intuitively to where the previous pitch speed and location and this pitch speed and location have to have a spread that is at least 10 miles an hour different to have it be an effective pitch. So push comes to shove, you put those things together. I, I heard uh, early that, you know, he had taken a line drive off his knee and it was affecting his stride length. You also have to look at timing and sequencing. And if he's getting into foot strike a little slower or a little faster than he's normally used to doing, his nervous system tries to tries to repeat what he's done when he's healthy, and that will also affect his posture, his front side, the things that he mentioned that you repeated. So some numbers you can add to what he's saying. For every one inch of inappropriate head movement, it's going to cost you two inches of release point. So if, he's, if his stride is a foot shorter than normal and he's changing posture and opening up because of that, then however far or fast his head moved in the wrong direction, you can take that away from release point also. And then there's one more thing I'll throw at you, and then I'll shut up. You can ask more questions. It's called tunnel. And if you if, if you throw three pitches, three different kinds of pitches, and they all come out of the same release point, and they can stay in that tunnel for about four feet out of your hand, then you could you can pitch efficiently and effectively in the big league, even with a below average fastball. So the reason he survives is he's figured out a way, even when his mechanics and his timing aren't quite right, he was still competitive. And that's where old age and treachery experience that Adam and Yachty had together that got him through the season. So I hope that wasn't too confusing. Did you hear anything you need to ask more about? No, I, th- I, th- I think it's fantastic, and that's, that's why we're having you on today, because you're speaking to things that I have no chance to be able to speak about. Uh, he also said in his uh, tweet thread that he didn't stay diligent enough with his film work to catch it immediately. Now, we all know him as somebody who is very diligent in all aspects. So is it is this something that's tough to catch? Like, is, is, when, when you hear him say that, it feels like just knowing who he is as a guy, it's maybe not the easiest thing to, to figure out right away. Well, with these veteran pitchers, long-term guys like himself, he has figured out a way to adapt and accommodate to anything that's going wrong with his body. So I'm sure he felt, even with the line drive off the knee, that he was doing everything he could do to get out between the lines every five days. And one thing that people don't realize, the human eye, like in regular video or in person, can see about 32 frames a second. And much of what he was talking about really can't be seen with regular video or the human eye. It takes um, what we call high-speed motion analysis in three dimensions to be able to see the subtleties of the, the quantifications that I talked about earlier. So I'm sure it was probably 
two or three starts into the bad knee before he realized there was something going on. And then what they did, I'll guarantee you, they just figured out a way to adjust to the new reality of his delivery. How much do you enjoy, especially before this on August 28th? Uh, he was pitching so well. He's an old guy. He doesn't have a ton of velocity anymore. Uh, but all those things that you mentioned in your first answer, like him being able to utilize uh, every little bit to be able to continue to be effective. As someone who co- you know, teaches the art of pitching, how much do you enjoy somebody like Adam Wainwright and what he's been able to do in recent years? Well, he's a testimonial to what us old school uh, folks called pitching. He's a pitcher, not just a thrower. A lot of these young kids that can fire it up there at 102, 103 miles an hour are talented. I mean, we're not going to take away from that. And they're, they're actually, when it comes to throwing hard, very skilled at throwing hard, but they're not pitchers. And what, uh, what Adam represents is a, a, a consummate artist in pitching. You can take three pitches to two locations, the numbers and the factorials and the permutation. There's really no way a pitcher, a hitter, can guess right off your off what you're throwing, and still hit 300. So, uh, again, his experience, his you know him being around the game, and then throwing to somebody like Yadi, uh, I'll guarantee you between the two of them they could figure out a way to get a hitter out no matter what the circumstances were. How did it work out for you that you went from being kind of a baseball-only guy to now you do a lot of work with football players and specifically quarterbacks? Obviously, throwing motion is your thing, and you've been able to go beyond baseball. Yeah, I'd like to say it was well thought out and planned. It wasn't. It just kind of happened organically. When we got into actually capturing throwers, uh, in, in, in motion analysis in three dimensions, anybody that would come in and throw for us, quarterbacks, softball, baseball, anybody that was a rotational athlete, we just got them on film at 1,000 frames a second and started to look for things that made sense. And it didn't take too long to realize that quarterbacks throw just like pitchers do, just in, they, they have to get rid of the ball in less time with a shorter stride, but once that front foot hits, it's virtually the same delivery. You're real involved in a something called Mustard. It's a it's an app that provides free 3D analysis. Uh, iOS right now. It's mainly for baseball players now, but more sports uh, are coming soon. This is especially a big deal for youth baseball players, which I know you are uh, incredibly passionate about, uh, and you do a lot on social media when it comes to uh, evaluating uh, younger baseball players. Talk to me a little bit about that and how people can uh, utilize those services. I'll, I'll tell you what, Matt. Thank, thanks so much for, for bringing up what is one of my passions as I'm you know, getting older and looking at retirement, trying to democratize the information and instruction that the elite athletes get and they have the money to pay for. What, what my mission has been over the last few years is to be able to put technology in the hands of a parent or a youth coach to where they can film with a cell phone. All that data goes to the cloud and comes back with a motion analysis that has the same efficacy is what the big boys pay twenty five, thirty thousand uh, dollars, you know, a weekend for, 
And what that does is it gives mom and dad and young coaching a chance to actually see what is done by the big boys and trickle it down with a teeth that will help that pre-adolescent. My favorite age group to work with are the 13 and under. And, you know, sports and the, the power of play is pretty much the future of our young people. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. And the app is free. That's what I'm most proud of. So everything that we've researched over the last 35, 40 years when it comes to throwing mechanics is accessible through the Mustard app. Really cool. Very cool. Encourage people to uh, follow you on Twitter at uh, Tom House. Uh, the Twitter uh, handle for Mustard is Team MSTRD. Again, it's an iOS app, which does just amazing things. Every youth coach, every parent of a, of a youth baseball player should certainly be looking at this. Tom, thank you so much for being so uh, gracious with your time and giving us this information. We do uh, really appreciate it, and hopefully we can tap into your expertise again in the future. Anytime. You've got my number. Anytime I can help, Matt, just let me know. Awesome. Very good. There's Tom House joining okay. us here uh, on Thank the you. program on Sports Open Live. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was cool. And you could just tell in what he was saying. He knows what he's talking about. He absolutely does. And I, what I really appreciate is just his passion for youth baseball. So, again, the, uh, the app is Mustard, and literally you can just take cell phone video of kids, and it comes back, and it gives you all this information, data, analytics of what's going on. So very cool. Appreciate Tom House taking some time with us today. We'll take one more break. We will uh, return and uh, continue on with hour number one of our two-hour show tonight at Sports Open Line. Back with more in a moment on KMOX. Sunday, the Chiefs entertain the Bills at Arrowhead, and you can hear the game here. Touchdown, Kansas City! Kickoff 325, the Chiefs, the Bills, Sunday, on your home for Chiefs football, KMOX. I'm excited for that Chiefs-Bills game coming up on uh, That's going to be, I think that has the potential to be the best game in the regular season this year. And like, of course it is. Those those are two legit Super Bowl contenders. Do they have the do they have the two best odds to win the Super Bowl this year? I know I think the Buffalo Bills are the team that's most favored. I'm trying to bring up a sports book right now. Uh NFL Super Bowl odds. Do, 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 do. Yeah, the Bill Oh, how about this? I didn't realize this. The Bills have the best odds. This is according to a FanDuel. The Bills have the best odds to win the Super Bowl this year. And then the Chiefs, along with the Philadelphia Eagles, have the second best odds. In gambling lingo, the Bills are plus 400 to win the Super Bowl, while the Eagles and the Chiefs are each at plus 650. Tampa Bay, fourth best odds, plus 950. Then the 49ers after that, but a bit of a bit of a drop-off. I saw this. Anytime I see things like this, I, I know there are there are problems. I'm a big believer. I think the best coaches out there, this isn't just football. This is any sport. The best coaches out there just kind of deal with the important stuff and the unimportant stuff, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Like it's not important. And the Miami Dolphins this week, in an effort to focus more on their future opponents, They took ping pong tables out of the locker room. So that's going to fix 
all the problems for the Miami Dolphins. They have pulled the ping pong tables out of the locker room. So now they are going to be able to focus more on what's going on uh, with future opponents. Like to me, that just reeks and Mike McDaniel's their head coach. And this is one of the first times I've seen McDaniel like say or do something that I really didn't like other. I I guess we say how much falls on the head coach when it comes to the Tua situation. It seemed like he was doing all the right things and it has not been, I guess the best uh, couple weeks here uh, for the Miami dolphins. But if, if you as a coach, and he'll tell you that it was the leadership of the team, so that means players, it was leadership of the team and players that made the decision to pull the ping pong tables out of the locker room to focus more moving forward. And again, I have such a, a background in baseball, and I know it's bad to con, you know to to compare baseball and and football and because it's it's very different when you're a baseball player you live in that clubhouse you live in that clubhouse and you're spending 6 months there and you're getting there really really early on in the day uh so you need other stuff to do but uh, you need baseball players to feel comfortable inside of a clubhouse where they want to be there where they want to be around their teammates it just it helps create a culture and in football the culture and how much you uh, appreciate your teammates and things like that it doesn't matter quite as much in football as it does in baseball it just doesn't but that being said i still i still feel like why why are you pulling ping pong tables out uh, somebody who covers the uh, buffalo bills made this point uh, mike perino or matt perino excuse me uh, covers uh, the bills for the newspaper in uh, syracuse and he made the point that in Buffalo, the Bills have a ping pong leaderboard posted uh, in the locker room and inside of uh, their player area. They also have cornhole, bubble hockey, and a basketball rim. If I'm a coach, if I'm in leadership, that's what I want. I want those things available everywhere to my players because I want them to have good relationships with their teammates. I want them to be comfortable uh, inside. You don't want these guys just walking in. So it's it's cosmetic. Pulling out the ping pong table is cosmetic. But the Miami Dolphins have issues right now. They You got a first-year head coach. You got them worried about ping pong tables instead of football. Uh, you got uh, the, the concussion situation. You're starting a third-string quarterback there in Miami. It just is not a good situation here at the moment. All right, uh, starting to uh, wrap up hour number one of the program. Coming up in hour number two, uh, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, Tyler Kepner is going to join us on about 25 minutes. He's going to be with us at about uh, 720. Uh, he just wrote uh, a book called The Grandest Stage, A History of the World Series. It's really cool. It is a collection of stories uh, about the World Series. And as you might expect, the Cardinals are certainly uh, prominently featured uh, and just all his years covering uh, the World Series. Uh, he was actually in St. Louis. That's going to be the first thing we talk about. He was covering uh, the Wild Card Series when the Cardinals lost to the Phillies. Uh, but he uh, he is a national baseball writer who wrote that book. So we'll get into that. Also, um, we'll update you. They finally got the Philadelphia-Atlanta game underway. The game is scoreless. Uh, two outs in the bottom of the second inning. We'll go through uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs today. Kind of a kind of a weird off day in the American League series because you had a home game. Generally, you have these off days on travel days. Well, 
with the new baseball playoff format. You've got these teams that now have off days between consecutive games in one city. So it's odd. It's weird. And that's kind of the way things are. So a lot more baseball to get to. We'll also touch on some more football. Might get a little hockey in there as well. Getting ready for the Blues to open up their season coming up on Saturday night. Yesterday, they announced their opening night roster. Much more to come in hour number two. It's Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 